Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you close to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay, and our podcast editor, Robin. Hello, long Hello. time see. For real. <laughs> To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube, The Craze. If you enjoy our content, please consider helping to support our organization through Ko-Fi. Head over to ko-fi.com backslash The Craze, where you can donate however much you please, and we thank you so much for your support. Long time no see, friends. Long time no see. Long time no see, long time no see, long, long time no see, long time no see. <laughs> the last time we recorded was at the beginning of the year and I had different hair. <laughs> I was also still in the States. Oh yeah, that's right. You were. <sighs> I don't know about y'all, but you know how like you have a certain type of year and you're like, there's no way it could be this bad again. And then it's worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what 2023 has been. And I think that's like part of the reason that we have not been recording is because like we're all just like going through it at different stages. Yep. Also doesn't yep. help that I am in a whole different country. That's a whole true. different time zone. So yeah, it is to work in three different time zones, which is yeah, it, it's something. It's morning <laughs> over there. It's nighttime here. Mm-hmm. So. Like it, it's a, definitely an adjustment for everybody, but we're here back with another episode. We have some things lined up. Thank gosh, Robin is here to help moderate because I'm half asleep. If you it, on my time, it's six a.m. right now for me. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, this podcast is gonna have a loopy J today. Delirious. Yes, very, very. So what are we getting into today? Okay, so I thought we would go ahead and start off talking about social media and K-pop. Okay. Okay. So what does this entail? So I have, I've prepared a book again. Of course. Did I prepare this two hours ago? No, don't, no, no. <laughs> it's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so I just have a few questions I wanted to ask you guys, and then we can like start talking about it a little bit more. So we all know that social media has become like a big thing right now with K-pop. But I wanted to ask, how important do you think social media is for K-pop? Ooh. I can go very in-depth with this because this is my bachelor's degree. I mean, like, it, my my view on social media in general has, like, changed significantly, I would say, since I graduated college until now because, like, when I was younger, I thought that like social media was like the greatest thing in the whole world. And now I like hate it um, <laughs> for, you know, um, I just like the way that it is set up now. Like I thought about this because all I see on my TikTok for you page right now specifically is G Idol's queen card. And every single idol in the entire world is doing it. And like, I hated this song when it came out and now it will not get out of my head. Like, I can't. It's in my brain all day. I'm working on like car marketing shit. And my brain is like, I'm a queen. <laughs> <laughs> that and I, is 
me with Poppy because in Korea, they love Stacy's Poppy. I hear it all the time. I hear it when I'm walking to work and I'm like, <laughs> like every time I hear it, I'm like, <gasps> and also Korea loves new jeans. I'm so tired of ONG. It's like, okay, that song is so good, but like, I'm so tired of listening to that song. I love that song, but it is, there There gets a point where it's overplayed, but like back to the social media thing. We, we had complained before too, also about how we don't see like male and female idols interacting like they used to in old generations. But now these videos are popping up. Like one I saw this morning, I think was, um, I think it was me on FG Idol with like Juhan from Monster X. And I'm like, well, now now it's happening, but only they're just doing like 30 seconds TikTok. of dancing. Yeah, TikTok mm -hmm. dances. Yeah, and like, I don't know about you guys, but the TikTok dances get old real fast. Yeah, especially like, let's say you're scrolling on TikTok or through Reels, right? Like you'll watch one and then every other couple of videos, you'll see another version and another version. And I'm just like, I get it. I get it. The algorithm is like trying to, you know, Taylor's like, oh, you saw this one? We're going to give you more. I don't like that about it. I was like, give me different, like, I think for social media wise, it's like, it's nice that they're pumping out the content, but I'm like, every once in a while, please. <laughs> I know. The same thing happened to me with Kai's Rover. I got that and G Idol constantly so far, um, like every other video. And it is it grates on my nerves real fast, even if the song gets stuck in my head. Yeah. Mine right now is 5050s Cupid. Yeah. That is, but that song is not just like K pop verse. That song is everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. So, That's like, the main I, one. it's on like every video now. It's the same as like, what was that one last summer everybody was using that sounded like a commercial song? You know, the Love You So is what it's called. Oh, gosh. Don't worry. It's like it's not a big yeah. deal, but it's yeah. like it's the, the quintessential background music at this point for everything, which is weird because like and now I'm used to like the sped up version of Cupid. So when I listen to the original, I'm like, this isn't what it's supposed to be, but it is. Mm. Yeah. It's like, why is it so slow? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. Um, I also wanted to point out, like, like I said, I think it's essential for like, you know, marketing wise. Yes, you have to be on social media to keep up with what, you know, the current trends are and algorithm wise, all of that understandable. But I feel like now it's just all about trying to go viral with it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, and that's why we're getting multiple videos and collaborations, especially in the K-pop realm. That way it's because they're like, oh, who is so-and-so going to interact with today? Because they have like a two or like a one week or two week a promotion cycle and that's it. Mm -hmm. So this is the only time we're going to see them interact this way. But then again, we're going to be like, oh, they do know each other. I Stuff really like want that. to know the behind the scenes of that. Okay, right. So you see the most eclectic group of idols doing like a dance together, right? Okay. So, I mean, like you could predict it like, G Idol, Monster X, kind of the same, you know, area. But like, it's just it's weird to see them together. So do they just like they're like in a music showroom and they just go be like, hey, do you want to be in my TikTok? It'll take here to like learn the dance in five minutes and it takes like thirty seconds and then they're done. Like, I want to know the process of how this happens. Yeah, 
oh, like how did the, the basically it but how did the smaller <laughs> idols like get with the bigger idols because like kai was doing it with literally everyone like i feel like i saw kai dancing with like dkb or like something like that and it's like just like I how like how do they approach it wait like, can do, i do add people... to that uh, can i add to that for kai he was the one who put the call out himself he's like if you want to do the challenge with me let me know and i think there who there's either a real or a tiktok out there somebody counted and he did it like with 27 people or yeah. 27 groups and i'm just like who how did you how did you collect all of these kids i mean like <laughs> <laughs> well because a lot of them look up to him right because yeah. you know generation wise but my favorite one that he did with was sf9's Yang because Taeyang was fanboying so hard. It was so relatable. It was so cute. Um, but yeah, it's like just like with Kai though, I feel like the like with Kai, like he was just trying to get stuff out before he left. Yeah. You know. Do you think and... he knew he was leaving when he no. was promoting then? No. I, I, I think s- yes. <laughs> really? Because like I, I heard that like after they announced it, he went on live and like cried about it. Yeah. That's oh, what I, I have thought. no idea. Yeah, because he like I think. I think he knew about it yeah Yeah. I think he knew about it just not exactly when when yeah yeah that's true because like it's is it their year are they up for that now yeah is there yeah because Jin Jin Young went in earlier this month okay and I thought it was I guess 93 was this year but it's 94 94. it's 94 I get thrown Uh off because BTS like didn't do it on the timeline yeah don't even (laughs) think of them they're separate (laughs) yeah yeah they're very separate but no but it was also he was supposed to come back with EXO. Like they are planning a comeback. Yeah, and, and this I XO thought and Super M, M, right? Yeah. So now Super M is gone and Lucas is gone. Uh, that Lucas came out gone. of nowhere. Did it That's though? A... Did it though? Well, <laughs> I thought they were gonna leave him in the dungeon. I, I legitimately thought they were just gonna leave him there. I was just waiting for them to be like, yeah, he's done. I, I was literally just waiting for it. So like, does that mean Super M is done, or are they gonna? No, because they're gonna still keep that. They're gonna keep it. They're just not. Is Kai the last one in Super M that has to go? No. For a while, yes. Yes. Okay. Oh, right. Because no, Mark doesn't have to go. Mark doesn't uh, have to go. Ten doesn't have to go. Ten soon. Soon. Next year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So they have a year. Um. I mean, theoretically, they would have more time if they didn't just throw Kai into the military this year. I mean, they got Taemin back, so Taemin's currently working on the Shiny comeback, so... Can we... I know we're supposed to talk about social media, but can we talk about how excited I am for Shiny's comeback next month? Very excited. <laughs> I'm gonna try and go to something. Yes. Back to social media. <laughs> okay. Speaking um, of social media, when Shiny started, they couldn't have social media. That mm-hmm. is so true! I don't think people realize, like, how recent it was that idols did not have social media at all. Which... Leads me into my next question. Thank you, Roxy. So how has using social media changed since you got into K-pop? See, I came in right when they started. Do- so like when oh I came God. in was like when <laughs> BTS was so- on Twitter, like and that was like they were like the first ones to really utilize Twitter. That's when I started. So. And even then, like EXO didn't have Twitter. <laughs> when I started. <laughs> Jay's having an age crisis right now. I guess in this realm, 
me and Robin are on the equivalent. We've been fans for a while, but I feel like I've been the fan the longest. So I've seen things change and I'm just like, oh Lord, I'm old. Yeah, Jay's from the days when you had to get like a 144p yep. thing yep. on YouTube in yep. 12 parts and it's half translated. Like, And that was the only come, content. Yep, I come from the age where Twitter wasn't really utilized yet. No, like, Twitter was not used for K-pop at all. No, I come from the realm where the only push you really had was either going on their website, finding translations on Tumblr slash LiveJournal and MySpace and looking for translations there. I come from yeah, I was that about to realm. say Tumblr. We are from the Tumblr days. Yeah. Oh, God. And... See, I was not in K-pop Tumblr, but I was on Tumblr. Yeah. That was, do you ever look back at that and be like, what the fuck? was that no because i was it not ha- on tumblr often <laughs> it hasn't changed much yeah it's just not as that big too. culturally i don't think yeah it's it's not like i mean if you're there you know the niche you, yeah. you know it, it's still there but not much has super changed much yeah um, like someone i know who's into k-pop really into txt she, she's like oh are you on tumblr i went what <laughs> Literally, what? What do you mean? <laughs> I've not used Tumblr since like what early 2010s, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm on Tumblr." And I'm like, "Don't laugh. Don't judge." Don't I didn't know shit. fourth gen kids were doing that. Mm. I thought they oh. were all on Twitter and Instagram. Nope. Um, Tumblr is where if if you were on okay, and this is the secret, letting it all out there. If you were on um Wattpad or asian fanfics or what's the other asian fanfics you just uh, you just unleashed um. something from my brain <laughs> i forgot that existed or, or what's the what's the other um platform that ao3 ao3 if you weren't there tumblr was where it's at where you found fix that okay look they're still on th- there they're, and they're still on there they're still being updated People are finding really nice edits and gifs out, gifs, whatever out there that I come from that era. Mm-hmm. I knew the ins and outs of t- Tumblr that way when it came to K-pop fandom. I and am finding- so curious if, if people are still uploading to Asian fanfics because I feel like right. fourth I'm gonna gen, look. <laughs> I feel like fourth gen people would have a huge problem with Asian fanfics because of like you know it's what? not it's not like socially correct you know what i mean <laughs> god more flashbacks uh oh my god somebody like the first time i was exposed to asian fanfics is my friend who was like aggressive about getting me into k-pop sent me a case jesus fanfic. fucking christ <laughs> is it active yep you want to know what the first thing i i put in k-pop as a tag right Hold the up. first thing I find is a cement pot in the shape of the priest Johan Cha Unwu. Okay. Oh my god. That was like Asian fanfics was like the place for fan fiction in 2015. Yeah. Like early, like early, like when second gen was around. Oh gosh, you could find a lot of things out there. So yeah, that that's how I've seen social media change. And even just then, like um aging myself here like when myspace used to have music players that's how you found music and you were able to like well illegally download on limewire <laughs> true uh you oh know, my god um, you downloaded k-pop on limewire 
did I? No, I did more J rock, J pop. Yeah, because I feel like uh, all uh, of us, all of us millennials that absolutely one hundred percent downloaded illegal music as children, uh, was via LimeWire. Yeah. Um. So. There that you can find like the multimedia players that were on um on MySpace where you know you could click the music where it automatically pays or if you were on Live Journal on that realm or Tumblr you can remember when you were into coding and you thought you were a good coder you know you can <laughs> put that it, embed it into your profile and you can have the MP3 playing through there. Um, you think so, coding just brought back so many memories. <laughs> I like absolutely 100% coded my my Tumblr. Oh yeah. Same. And I was like in design school and I was like, when I had my coding class, I was like, I'm going to ace this shit. Right? I'm so good at this. And I did. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that the one time it paid off by doing it at home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah. So I come from that realm. I'm seeing it like you barely had anything or like more fan cafes were like, the real thing and they still have it till now but before Cyworld used to be their thing where it was their social media platform where you know these older idols like first like early second gen mostly first gen had access to these fan cafe types where they would upload their selfies oh god the grainy selfies back then oh lord <laughs> um but like seeing it back then to now where now it's just like I can easily find them on Instagram or on Twitter and you know where they're active mm. you know stuff like that so it's just like the access to it and just how quickly you can get to it has changed too the now volume also it almost I almost feel overloaded like I can't follow a lot of idols because my feed gets destroyed like mm there's yeah. just there's too much content i think that we we all have the brains of goldfish we can't like focus on anything and so like this the trend only plays to that like i'll like i follow ats right they have like eight nine ten posts a day on instagram like shit like that there's just so much content to keep up with that is almost it's impossible to keep up with like the entirety of like every k-pop group because there's just so much shit mm. yeah and also, like before, you never got to get individualized profiles. They didn't even have access to that. And now it's like, well, there's still some groups that aren't really on social media like that, or, but they're having official launches now, where it's like, oh, this member's now open their Instagram. Which leads me to my next question. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think idols should have their own accounts or only use the group account? I think it depends on their preference. I don't think they should be forced into having their own accounts if they don't want to. Like, I remember Jungkook deleted his Instagram and everybody lost their fucking mind about it. He was like, I just didn't want it anymore. <laughs> like, it's, Yeah. Let the boy live. It's hard to, like, I feel like the pressure if you have a personal one is a lot higher. Hmm. And at least in a group one, you probably have social media managers that you can just, like, send this shit to and they upload it. Yeah. But I don't know if they do that for their personal accounts. No, I think their personal accounts are theirs. Like, so I, I kind of, I have to agree. It's like, there is more of a pressure to upkeep, you know, what you post on your personal. There Are there some idols who just don't give a fuck? Yes. But some of them, it's just like, they know the, the gravity of the situation of the, what they're in. And they're like, I have to tailor this 
particular thing for my viewers and audience, you know? So they can't be seen doing this or that. And that's why we all know they all have alt accounts. I mean, you know like, who's confirmed it too? Like they have alt accounts? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because like, I mean, if I was an idol, I would also, because I want to see what the fuck people are saying about me. I don't know if I'd want to find the fanfics personally, but like, I know that they do. So. Yeah. And it's just like, at least with their alt accounts, they can post whatever the fuck they want to their close friends. I do yeah, they like just that have to not get now. caught. Yeah. Like they like because if you're gonna be I still feel like they can't be too messy because yeah. like if it gets found out that it's their alt account, then like their image is ruined. But like Yeah. I don't know. And you also I, have to think of who you trust in terms of having that private account. Right. Anybody can be malicious about it, or you do one wrong thing, well, I have dirt on you. Yeah. But, like, I wonder if, like, let's say you have an alt account and you just shit post, right? Because, like, I'm just assuming that's what you would do. Do you think people would blackmail idols for their shit posts? Yes. Yes. <laughs> not, like, not even going to hesitate on that one. I feel like yes. Man, that sucks because shit posting is fun. And honestly, if I saw an idol shit posting, I think it would be funny. Like, I don't think there would be blackmail material there, but you know, idol image or whatever. Yeah. So I I guess it's like, yes, we know that they have alt accounts. Don't go looking for them. Bad. Let them be. They're human. Let them be. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of like it when they do utilize, like, so going back to Street Kids, they utilize their social media account, the group, like, the group one. That's where they just post all their, you know, activities. And it's all on one profile. Somebody is managing it, you know, and mm-hmm. moderating it to an extent. And, yeah, they still have access to it and they can still see it. But, you know, at least it's in one place. All of that. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a toss-up. I I can't say yes or no, like, one or the other. I mean, it's a choice if they Mm. want to. So then you guys kind of, kind of touched on this. Not really. Um, So my next question is, have you noticed a difference in interactions with fans because of social media? The first thing that came to my mind was, like, there was a recent live, I think, where... RM was like saying that he was like disappointed in the behavior of some armies and like I feel like the only reason he would say that is well one because they became so huge but two the behavior of fans on social media is like so abhorrent in a way that it didn't used to be Mm -hmm. so like my first thought is like a negative connotation to it because like when like VLive first came up like it was just fun you know you could watch like I used to watch Yungi's lives all the time and he would just be like eating and talking and nobody was like like the chat was going but it was not as like stupid as it is now I don't know if that's harsh but like have you seen that's the chat because it's true <laughs> because like people say the most ridiculous shit in these chats and it's like because they just want to be acknowledged right mm-hmm. but like it almost it just makes it dumber and so mm-hmm. i feel like because of that 
there's like a more disingenuous type of engagement on social media because like people are so insistent on getting noticed by their idol that like there's not genuine interaction anymore Mm. if that makes sense so to me it kind of muddies the water and makes it not as worth it like it just seems like they go through the motions then of like oh I'm connecting with fans but like are you really because like Mm. nobody's engaging with what they're doing nobody's like I don't know uh maybe I'm just like on the group yeah and maybe I'm just being cynical about it because I'm like old and tired but (laughs) I just feel like (laughs) I just feel like I watched it go from like really fun like when they all first started getting Twitter and stuff to like just oversaturated and really just like not genuine just sort of like I don't know there's a lot like at least when it comes to like fan interaction on platforms Mm, for me I'm on the realm of like it's cool hey at least we know that they're responding to it but at the same time it's like I'm trying to also think of it as like if I was an idol I'd be overwhelmed Mm. by seeing all of that go down I'm even over like when I watch lives I turn off comments because you can't do that on Weverse and it makes me really annoyed you can on Weverse live yes you can I couldn't figure out how to do it last time that you went live and it was like it was really pissing me off because like I don't I mean, you see the same redundant messages, you know, because they want to get noticed and it's so understandable, you know, um, you know, like the whole Yugi marry me, <laughs> you know, that's carried on into all the other members of BTS, right? Um, as a meme. And so you're like, but like, so as an idol, like sometimes that they're just sitting there because they're like, ask me something different, say something different right it's and like with got seven sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you no, no, I just no, like, you're good it's like with got seven because they oh like with got seven's lives when they were doing v live as always say hi to brazil hi brazil say hi to chile hi chile say hi to the hi like it was like they that became a meme now but like yeah. you can tell the boys are annoyed with it and or also like the one thing is like you know i i get it you want to hear them speak in your language like maybe just saying like a phrase or two is okay you know like saying i love you or saying hi like hi in the appropriate language it's when i also get annoyed when people's like can you speak only english i can't understand yeah then like don't watch it I, i i don't like that you know like it's just like korean is their native tongue in a way, it dehumanizes them because it's like, you're not catering to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I see you as something to entertain me, not as like, you're a human being who's comfortable, most comfortable speaking Korean. It's, you need to speak English for me. It's entitled, is what it yeah. is. Just, sorry, you saying that just reminded me, and like, I can talk about it later, but like, at the AT's concert in Seoul that I went to, like, earlier this month or last month, there were... A lot of foreign fans there, by the way, like a shit ton of foreign fans. I've never seen so many foreign fans at a Korean concert before. 
And there were these girls behind us and they're like, why can't they speak English? But you're in Korea. You're, <laughs> you're literally in, in Korea. Korea. Like, oh my God. It would okay. be different if they're here. And, you know, it, you know but and- even then you're not even entitled. No, it's because like, I'm not even a fan of ATs and that pissed me off. Dude, like even not even like two years ago, they weren't speaking English in their mentions. They had translators. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? Oh my God, I will fight someone. I'm so I I remember looking at them, like looking back at them, and I was like, are you fucking serious? And like my friend next to me, I was like translating for her because she didn't really know that much Korean. And so I was like trying to like let her know what was happening and they would listen into my translations. I would have been like, turn around. Don't, or like go keep looking at them don't don't pay attention to no me. they were behind me they were oh, behind me. yeah exactly like don't listen to me listen to them it was just talking to you this i will always remember you. i will always remember that them being like oh why can't they speak english bitch you're in fucking korea mm, don't like that so like i i don't like it when it's like that but at the same time getting that gratifying like oh hey cool you know they're talking or they saw my tweet you know like a good example is tableau he Mm. interacts with fans you know and like and i feel like because they have a chill like understanding hey Mm. don't do stupid shit right like don't say something out of line you know tableau's all about the memes but also he does appreciate the feedback of like what do you think about this album and all of that? And I think it's because Tableau has the the ability to also tweet in English because, you know, he can speak. Mm-hmm. But also he does interact with his Korean fans too if there's somebody, you know, putting something in Hunkel. So it's just like, it's cool when it's like that. Because, mm. you know, people are actually like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, I thought about this. This is what I got out of it. And you know that Tableau is reading stuff too. Like, he reads these, like, articles that come out about Epic High stuff, Mm. you know? Or they're gauging, like, oh, what about if we went to this city for this tour? What are we, Mm. you know? they he Like, I feel like in that sense, that's, like, a type of connection that I do appreciate because they're actually listening. Mm. I think it helps that it's Epic High, too. So they're not, not like, a K-pop group. It's... Right. Yeah. There's something about the K-pop group that makes people like ten times more fail- feral and annoying. Like my immediate thought once you started bringing up like the English comment, like mm-hmm. I get weirded out when they speak English. Like, because like I'm so used to them speaking Korean, so when they speak English, I'm like, and I'm like English, Eng-? and I literally go come to you young away, <laughs> like which means like yeah. why are you suddenly speaking English? So, like, I get freaked out when they do start speaking English. Like, at 80s, they did start saying some English phrases here and there. And I was like, why? why you're in Korea. Speak Korean. Don't worry about English. Like, I don't know. I feel fine. like if you're listening to K-pop, you come with the expectation that it's Korean, right? Yeah. So, I don't expect things in English. Exactly. Like, That's that, how I like. Am. So, I'm not going to ask that. Like, mm-hmm. if yeah. I watch a live... I mean, I can pick up on some of the stuff they're saying. I don't know, like, the entire entirety of it. But, like, it's Korean content. So I'm going to accept the fact that it's Korean. I don't know why yeah. there are people that think they're entitled to having English thrown mm-hmm. into everything. Like, just because 
it's more popular in America doesn't mean it's still English focused. Like, yeah. right. Don't be so egocentric, my dude. <laughs> yeah. That's why, like, that's why, I, when, like, when K pop groups speak English, even in America, I'm like, whoa, like, I'm like surprised by it because I'm so used to, like, you know, Teen Top being my ultimate bias group for eight years and none of them speak a lick of English. So I'm so used to hearing Korean. And then Bison got seven. Like, I feel I like now. Going about that in terms of also on a social media realm, too. I feel like these groups that are coming out now, they have to have at least one English speaker. That has definitely become way more common. You know, for sure. You know, to tailor to the, you know, international audience. I mean, is like the thing is, like, English is a primary language in the world. But it's not everybody's primary language, right? right? But, you know, to cater to, like, the English-speaking fans, you know, they'll have at least one member who, they may not, like, be American-born or, like, um, English-born-speaking, but there's somebody who's, you know, went to school enough, that knows enough Mm -hmm. to get by. And I feel like that's part of their debrief now. And also it's like, okay, you want to get into this K-pop group, learn English. You need to start practicing your English now because it goes back to the whole viral thing, Mm -hmm. right? Because they're like, oh, hey, there's a group member who speaks English. I'm going to latch on to this member and hopefully, you know, later on, there you go. And it builds that fan base that way. So I think that's very interesting. Yeah. Like, it's just something I've noticed now. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there's always going to be one. If it's if it's not English, the next language is Japanese. Oh, yeah. You know? Because yeah. that's where they primarily, you really see them promote. Now, and once- you know, like, when, once the K-pop companies figured it out, like as much as people complain people in the u.s have money so they have money to spend and these k-pop groups know if they want money they gotta they gotta go there mm-hmm. yeah they gotta cater to that so like let me tell you those concert tickets are cheap here dude i know and like oh. it, it only gets worse here because people are willing to pay up like don't stop complaining about being broke you have money if you're you buying $1,000 concert tickets, you have money. Okay. so Not only $1,000 concert tickets, but also traveling to every stop. Girl, shut up. I know. <laughs> I know. Bruh, tell me about it. I struggled to find tickets for August D that were under $500. I did. But like, I did. At what, yeah. At what, what point? At what cost? <laughs> <laughs> why, um, why do Americans have so much fucking money? <laughs> because like the like half the reason that k-pop is so big here is because we spend so much fucking money on it or it's like it's it's even like because there's trying they're trying to have legislation being passed right now that's going to increase these fee like these visa fees that makes them have to increase their ticket prices and they know we're still gonna pay because it's just like well fuck the, yeah. it's expensive but i want to go see them exactly and not even that, like the price, like you want to talk about tickets, look at merch. They oh, literally yeah. upscale merch there. I came to Korea and you know how much that fucking AT's light stick was here? How much? 20 bucks. Oh my it's 60 here. It's 20 here. 
it was 20,000 won oh at my the concert. God. I went, I'd be dumb to not buy this shit. Cause that's like, that's like $15 that's a, in America, roughly. Yeah, that's a steal. I, I was like, I'd be dumb not to get it. So I did. Well, yeah. And it is Yeah, great. and like, it is. But like, also like some other merch, like I went to this random like K-pop store in Hongdae and they had stuff from Jin Young's fan meeting that was the week before I got here. And then I had already been in Korea for two months. Or like yeah. roughly two months, and I literally started crying. <laughs> I was like, "I'm getting this. I have it over there. It's my jacket." <laughs> but like, yeah. it's just, and it was cheap too. It wasn't expensive. I was like, "It's cheap here. The fuck, shit." Import tax sucks. Also, inflation. America needs to stop printing money. God damn it! Decreasing the value of the dollar. I, I'm not going to get into my adult shit. I'm going to shut up. But like, I get, I get annoyed <laughs> and like, they know this, right? Okay. So that's why this going back to it. That's why they want an English speaking member because they want us to spend our fucking money. Cause we will. Yeah. We they love know spending we money. <laughs> yeah. They know we will shell out the money to it. No matter what. Let's move on. I have another question. Okay. And the reason why this question's on here is because this is a recent event that I wanted to bring up with this okay. question. What do you notice about bullying on social media? So 10 times worse. Oh my God, okay. it's so much worse. Cyber bullying. Okay, so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because I don't know if you guys heard about what happened to Teen Top's cap. But basically, I'm going to give you the full rundown because... So for those of you who don't know, cap had gotten kicked out from Teen Top and Top Media. Um, literally two weeks ago, two weeks ago, this happened. This is recent. Uh huh. Okay, but no news outlets actually know why he got kicked out. Let me tell you why. So Teen Top recently has gotten very big again. They've ha- they've been having like popularity spurts since 2020, and so. Two months ago, they did a did a show with UJ Slog. They got more popular again. Da, 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 da. So before all this happened, all the Teen Top members, they go live on YouTube and they do whatever the fuck they want. Minsu or Cap typically like paints and shit, but he also smokes and drinks on these lives beforehand. Like he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't care. He never got in trouble before. Gotta say love and, that for him. Love that yes. for him. So he's done it before. Okay. And so... T- Top Media is trying to gear up for Teen Top to have a comeback for their 13 year. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Top Media. <laughs> and basically, because they got another popularity spurt, a lot of newer fans started saying they need to kick Cap out because he was drinking and smoking on live stream, and that's not the idol image. So they literally cyberbullied him and got him kicked out of Teen Top. So do these people think that like their idols don't do that or do they just not care because they don't see it? I don't think they know. How do you not know? I don't know. And like I'm Cap telling just, you, like, like 90% of people over 21 are drinking. Yeah. No. Okay, so they don't so if that's not part of the idol image, so what are these shows where they go out to drink? Yeah, because don't they do I think they it do wasn't that, even like, they it wasn't even they the drinking part, I think. I don't think it was a drinking part. I think it was a smoking part. And because he was also, like, explaining on how frustrated he was with top media because of how they're, like, trying to go about, like, promoting Teen Top again and all this stuff. So he was, like, 
expressing his frustrations, which isn't the first time he's done this. He has done this ever since Team Top had their last comeback in 2019. And so it's just Mm -hmm. this one time since they got their popularity increase again in Korea, they he got cyberbullied out of the group. And now Team Top is now four. Okay, so was it international people that were doing this, or was it no? Korean it was fans? Korean fans. Why are they talking so much shit about smoking when all like all Koreans do everybody smoke? do it? Does that, it not, like ninety like percent of Koreans here smoke? I'm not even lying. I don't like, even want to hear shit. Okay, like I I am not a smoker. I don't like smoking. I have a problem with it. But like if it's your cult, like it's part that big of a deal in your culture. How can you say your idols can't do it publicly? If and like you're probably doing it, these are probably the same people that are smoking. So like, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I had to bring that up because it's a recent event and it has to do with social media. So I was like, this is great. No, going back to it, you know who else recently got had to apologize for calling things out recently? Chan, and he had to apologize for what he said when there's other idols who have said the same thing and Why i'm not saying this get... Sorry. I, i'm not saying this because i i'm also straight kids biased but he has a point he has a point if you don't know chan on a live basically um was like and i think it's not even a recent live it's a little bit more older at least within the last couple of months weeks i should say um, Chan went and he's like, you know, I noticed that, you know, these younger groups, you know, and it is in their culture, in Korean culture, you know, if the seniority thing, right? Mm-hmm. You have to show your respect, say hi, bow, right? And Ch- all Chan, he didn't name names. He didn't say anything. Like he said it was at a particular event, but, you know, people jumped the gun and said, oh, it was this group when it wasn't even he didn't even call out a name he's like i've just noticed that these younger kids they're not as you know maybe it's the culture but they're not at that you know it's not as respectful dude though i've heard this but yeah. like mm-hmm. not not from idols but from other people that work in the touring industry some of these newer groups these kids are not respectful at all they're and like it's... they're assholes and like the and company is culture. letting them be that way. Yeah. So like, like was it wrong for Chan to say like when he's not the only person who has said something? Oh, no, it's not. he's not the only one. He should have said it with one. his whole chest. I'll Shut up, JYP, down. making him apologize because people are mad. I, I hated that he had to apologize for that. And because... you know it was JYP that made him apologize too. Yeah. You know it wasn't anyone else. You know it was because of that old ass motherfucker. Oh my god, I why are we talking about that man? <laughs> but still, it's like that's like the form of social media where they'll, you know, like fans think that it's they're talking about their specific group, but he didn't even call out names. You know, you know he, do you know why cyberbullying is as bad as it is? Especially why we get all of these fucking apologies all the time. Because these companies let these people have the power by acknowledging them. Yeah. Okay, we we have goldfish brain. We've been over this. People forget something happened after like three days. Okay, so if there was a three-day social media campaign of people saying that Chan needs to apologize, it would have fizzled out and he would not have had to say anything if the company had let it fizzle out. Yeah. 
And the only re like they just keep enabling people like this. So people think they have more power over what to control a narrative or control what is said because these companies are willing to cater to it. And I don't know why, if they think they're going to lose a shit ton of profit over some people throwing a tantrum, because all they're doing is throwing a tantrum. When you are talking shit about at an idol and like trying to ruin their life, you are just throwing a tantrum. You are a little toddler, baby, bitch, toddler, dum-dum. I want to like add to that because Chin from EXO. Oh, they're, they're how they treat a Chin. And they're you know still doing it. I just saw something go around. That yeah, they, like, they, the they have a protest him. truck. They have a it's protest still, truck. It's it's been years, again. literally. But like, it's not just it's not just Chin this time. It's also with Chanyeol. Yeah. Why? Oh, because they have of a the pro thing. I don't know what happened with Chanyeol. I just read it and I just saw it on an article. I don't know what happened with Chanyeol. There's but some rumors about Chanyeol. Yeah, they have it outside of SM Entertainment Entertainment now. My friend works by SM Entertainment. She took a picture of it and showed me. I was like, okay, but fuck? like, it's literally just a truck. Like, you can literally just ignore it. <laughs> and then, let, let me just also add, you know, the like on social media and when these things go out there virally, right? Who's getting hate right now? And hyphen, because they have female backup dancers. And now they're sending trucks to them. And I'm like, dude, it's just choreography. Everybody really needs to like get a job or a hobby that's not this. Like like dead ass because like if you're working, you don't have time to get upset care. about do boys care. dancing with girls when they're grown. Like I yeah. don't care. I still I still can't believe they're attacking Chen, dude. I okay, We're but not, the way but the way that Chen handles it is the best. Okay? <laughs> I love boy. like I don't, I'm not even a big fan of Chen, but the way, okay, the, this is a great example of SM not allowing like cyberbullying to affect anything. Okay. So what year did, was it announced that Chen got married? What is it? 2021? 2020? 2020. Like something yeah. 2020, 2021, something like that. Okay. So it's been like two or three years and this man literally has children. Like you're not going to fuck him. Okay. So leave it alone. Like he's married, he has kids, but like the, the fact that like when it first came out and SM didn't do anything. Okay. Yeah. That is the most effective way to combat this because the the number of people that are yelling get smaller and smaller. And there are still people yelling, but it, I got it. It's probably a quarter of what it originally was. So like, and I feel like I've seen him on shows, like making fun of like subtly making fun of <laughs> people like talking shit about him. I think that is really the way that like these companies need to handle it. I saw the saddest video. One of my close friends here went to the EXO fan meeting before Kai enlisted. And like they were doing the VCR and no one screamed for Chen in Korea. That's Absolutely so sad. not. So I was stupid. like, bitch, where was my ticket? <laughs> I would have had my sister like fucking express ship my light stick from America. I would have gone and screamed my ass off for Kim Jong Day. And yeah. like seeing the video, I was like, Korea, you're fucked. Like, what the hell? Let the man live. I don't exactly. understand why they He's trying to get his coin. Why they like have such a problem with this being public? Like the 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 idol image itself is problematic, but like, why do they stick to it so hard? That's what I don't understand, and like hold grudges about it. It's the same way that they're debuting 13, 12 year old girls. So is it just like a cultural fuck 
fucked something in their culture that's fucked that they're not doing anything about we all have it so and like that's even the thing they don't prioritize you know what social media is gonna have an effect on their psyche so there goes your fucking mental health because now you're seeing all of these negative comments of you know which i'm not saying anybody's like this but i'm just saying as an example people are like oh you're too skinny oh you're too fat oh this hairstyle does not look good on you this hair like why did they give you these clothes well there are some idols it's like why did they put you in that that doesn't flatter you you know but but you don't have to tell them like it's not their fault like yeah sometimes it's their stylist and it's just like oh why did you do this oh you shouldn't be eating that that's bad for your health blah blah blah. you're seeing all of these things or it's like you know unconfirmed whether or not these people were bullies or but it's like oh i would never i would never interact with somebody who is a school buddy uh school bully you know why did they keep this you're seeing all of these comments and these Mm -hmm. interactions go by whether it's through the live chat or through these public forums you know that they creep on that it really has an impact on your mental health and it's not prioritized that way at least from what we know i know that there's Mm -hmm. been and, you know, we're aware that changes are slowly coming, but where was that second gen? All of these second gen idols who were so traumatized by the, like, because they were there at the start of when social media was starting to get its boom, right? So it's like, oh God. And I'm not saying that this was the main factor of us losing some idols, but I guarantee you it had a part in it. See, that's why I think social media is a mistake, like at its core, because like all of these people say these things without a second thought, they don't really care what the impact of those words would be. So like the amount of idols that we've lost is exponential compared to what it should be. Um, And I don't know how much of that is, you know, a cultural issue to begin with because, Mm -hmm. you know, Korea has the problem, but like, it doesn't help makes it worse obviously there are times I've had to get off social media like and it's not even directed at me yeah it's Mm -hmm. just so much like negative disgusting shit going on that you can't look at it so like I just think all these people are people that say these things to idols are so self-important they think what they're saying matters or that it does not have an impact so it doesn't matter like giving them that platform has caused a huge issue And, like, these companies that are still catering toward that when people have these tantrums is, like, really just the worst way for anything to be. It's, like, the worst timeline. People, like, need to individually take accountability for the shit that they say, and you don't have to when you're anonymous Mm -hmm. on the internet. And that's why there's so much trouble. But watch your back, because now that these companies are fighting back, you think that they're not going to find these tweets, they will find it. Or, you know, these messages. You think that they won't do anything about these malicious things that you're putting. Now these companies are starting to put their foot down. It's like, no, you're going to say some shit. Okay, here's the lawsuit. Yeah, but how, like, what can they actually do? Because if it's international, like, I don't believe there's, I don't know much about international International. defamation laws, but like, it's harder to control when it's global compared to if it was just in Korea. Right. But so. I mean, it's still a step forward in terms of like, dude, take that shit down. That's what makes me mad about having access 
to social media. It's like, see, like, you know, we know how to control ourselves, but others don't. And I mean, there is no right, like there is to an extent common sense um, etiquette. Mm. But at the same time, some people just don't know social cues like that, especially online. You can't read tone. You can't read, um, you can't determine how they're feeling. Even if, let's just say an idol is just having a really bad day. It's not that they are, you know, expect them to be like, hi, what's up? You know, you expect them to be like that. No. Sometimes if they're going to have a bad day, they just want to like chill. And, you know, sometimes they don't want to engage that way. So what? So they're just going to be like, hi, guys, you know, more aloof. Doesn't mean that they're, they have a bad attitude. And they're working people. Working people have bad days and good days. Oh, yeah. And I think that part of the problem is like with fan bases that are so young, they don't fully understand that because they haven't lived it. Yeah. So let's talk about some K-pop songs that turned 10 this year. Okay. The More Dream by BTS. I That is the first song I have on my list. No I love that song. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care if you say it's cringy and it's terrible. I fucking love that song. I will die for that song. I just so I just recently went to the BTS exhibition for proof here in LA. I could, I wish I could take pictures, but no, they were hella strict about it. So, but like, there's a there's a section of the exhibition where they have photos from debut year up until current, and the first one that you see are from like no more dream and we're like oh my god they're babies here jungkook <laughs> literally looks like 12 in their debut he's so small and they're like the super thick eyeliner remember those days oh lord and i'm just like oh my god you guys are so young here has it really been 10 years and, and like, then oh. another song that hit 12 this year Exo's growl. See, that was the second one I thought about because that song is legend. I mean, it changed the tide for a lot of things. Oh God, we don't we don't talk about Wolf though. Growl was the better was the better release. Look, Growl is better, but Wolf goes hard in in its own way, and I will die on that hill. Also, people <laughs> will fight me on that. I don't care. <laughs> oh god i'm not saying it's objectively a good song but it is it is a memorable song they got their first music show win off wolf that is true that is very very true but oh god oh god yay she fixed it it. (laughs) (laughs) okay um another one um jay Oh, I knew it! I had a one shot. VAP's one shot hits ten years this year. I can't believe that's that's ten years. Yeah, ten years today. Time isn't real. Time is a myth. Oh Lord! Hey, but that the music video was also another cultural reset because no one was doing music videos like. Can we please just do one fucking episode just about BAP and that music video? Okay. Wait, I, I have not watched the one-shot music video in years. Is that another oh, one just... where someone dies? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Classic. I just 
I just want to do a whole episode just about BAP and how they were before their time. Like, please. <laughs> can we do they it were. Af- can we do it after I die <laughs> meeting him? <laughs> <laughs> can I do it after I die meeting him? Because I see him in like literally three weeks uh, from this recording. So I'm just like, wait yeah. till I uh, come back from the come back from the grave. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll do that. <laughs> okay. Oh my um, god, I can't believe that was 10 years too. And then we have Teen Tops Rocking. Mm, it's the Teen Top We Will, <laughs> right? Teen Top We Gonna Rock It, Drop It, Top It, there Hey, Don't go. Stop It, Pop It. Uh huh. I remember that song. Um, Shinies Everybody. That's 10 years. And they're what? What year? They, they're celebrating 15 this year, right? Yes. Yeah, they debuted in what, 2009? 2008. 2008. 2008. Oh my god. Oh yeah, because I remember seeing replay really soon. <laughs> yeah, same. Yeah, same. Um, oh gosh, that's 10 years? Wow. That was also... I mean, you're talking to the second gen stands, so all mm-hmm. of these are really great bops. No one's creating songs like these anymore. Yeah. Um, a pink's no, no, no. No, 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 no. Do you think if you asked a fourth gen stan, they would know that song? Probably not. Because Probably that was not. also like a cultural reset, was it not? For her, for them, yeah. Because that like was no, no, no. That one, the song that, or was it Mr. Chu? Did Mr. Chu come out before that? I feel like those two songs were like no, no, no. It was before Mr. Chu. Okay, it was those songs that were like oh. A pink, yes, we're gonna get into it. Kind of situation. I feel like those are their most like really iconic songs from their earlier years. Um, another one is Beast Shadow. Oh God! Oh, I don't mm. remember. Like, I I know the concept. I don't remember the song anymore. I used to, you know, fun fact that used to be my old group. <laughs> At one point. Uh, um, <gasps> I forgot it's been about too this. Long. Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about this. <laughs> um, boyfriend's I yeah is ten this year. I don't oh. even know that boyfriend song. I yeah, take the easy Boyfriend got no promoting by the way. Yes, I have not seen anybody talk about them anywhere because they don't go by boyfriend anymore. I know, but like. I haven't even they're seen they're also like, just very very fucking tiny yeah because like even like Nuga group places don't talk about them I mean are they technically I mean technically they're not like a newbie yeah. group but they're not um what else let's see here um see let me see let me see let me see oh I know you oh girls day something turns to <sighs> God, that oh, is, oh gosh that dude, was a good song i saw them perform that at kcon la and i was like so excited yeah oh yeah that's right we did see them yeah that Wait, year. Is that, i feel like that's a 2014 song am i wrong so, okay. <gasps> hyorin's solo debut is 10 years ago i forgot Oh love God! Uh, One way love, yeah. It's ten oh, today. Oh God! It's ten this year. That's crazy. Are there any? Like, I feel like there's a. There should be at least a four-minute song on there. Oh, I haven't gone there yet. <laughs> okay. 
I'm just going down my list. Destiny by Infinite Turns 10. Because you're yeah, my destiny song. and also, they're making a comeback. I know. Are they? And I'm wait, wait, wait. When was that announced? They're they're no longer they're making a comeback for their 13 year as well. Their 13 year is June, so they're having a comeback around the same time Shiny is. Then you got all the rights for their name. You got all the rights for they're Infinite. They're all gonna be the group again. So yeah. we won. We're getting oh my god! This year. Wait, I haven't seen anyone talk about this. Really? Yeah. Really? Really? Am I just I like out of good. touch? I think. Because even Cause I yeah. Guess. Yeah. Hold on. They recently announced this. Yeah. Like, maybe in the last month. Also, I have to it. say, my favorite, my favorite Infinite song also turns ten this year. Man in Love. Ooh, that was a good one. That Not my so particular good. like favorite concept. Wait, them, wait. Does that mean L still... is coming back? Yep. Yep. <gasps> what? Uh, yes, we won. In spirits, we won. We are getting a comeback. Yeah, the only one who's obviously questionable. Well, we don't know. Are they gonna retain Hoya back? I don't think so. Don't think they so. might. They, they might, might. But like, I don't know. It. What has he been doing? Choreographing stuff. I mean, that would be interesting. Him for him to come back. Because, I mean, L is still technically, yes, he's an infinite member, but he wasn't promoting as often. So, hey, at least we're getting an infinite comeback. So excited. It <gasps> says it says the Wollum CEO just handed, transferred the trademark rights to Sungyu. Yeah, basically. Like, without a fight. Yeah, basically. <gasps> also, guess which group turns 10 this year? BTS. Ladies. Besides Ladies BTS. Code. <laughs> Ladies Code. Ladies Code. Oh, wow. They turned 10 this year. Oh, my gosh. I should listen to their stuff. I have not listened to their stuff in a hot minute. It's been a while. Are they still making music? Yeah, they are. I don't see yeah. anyone talking about that either. I don't know. Maybe I've just not been paying attention to shit. Jesus. Uh, well, I don't keep up with them like that, but, like, yeah, I know that they're still, like, Close to each other. <gasps> smoky girl by M Blood turns ten. Smoky girl, smoky girl, girl, smoky girl, smoky girl, girl, smoky girl, smoky girl, smoky girl. I wish that they would make a comeback, but we know that June wouldn't. Um, no, June's not coming back. Anymore. Hush by Miss A is ten this year. Ooh, that's a good Ooh. song. Good song. It's unfortunate what happened to this girl because they came out with bangers. I know. All the time. I feel like Miss A did not have much time. They were not given a lot of time to do anything. I don't want to. I don't even want to say his name. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I was name? coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, is it um? What is that one song? <gasps> Yo, Buseo, Pabamogi. Hundreds <laughs> ten this year. Really? That's yeah. Oh, and you know what? Uh, what's it called? They announced that Ren's making his solo debut now. He is making his solo debut. I'm so excited. And then also, Aww, um, Sleep newest. Talking. Sleep Talking by Newest also is 10 this year, too. Poor Newest. Do you think Newest is ever going to do a reunion? Fuck no. Hell no. <laughs> I don't know if you guys listen to Rainbow, but Rainbow Sunshine and Rainbow's Tell Me, Tell Me is 10 this year. I never really got into them. I knew of them. Isn't yeah. Rainbow their, their 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 popular song was A? Yes. Also, Doctor Feel Good by Rania is Rania. ten. Oh, doctor, God. Doctor Feel Good. 
Ronnie is a name I haven't heard in a hot minute. Well, they, they rebanded, so they're no longer Rania. Well, but they're also not the same people at all. Yeah. <laughs> It's been reformed several times. It, but it's not, there's no original members to exist. And they even kicked out the new members for other new members. I remember yeah. when this song came out. Um, Secrets to... Yoohoo. Oh, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I just thought and I was like, I remember that song. I will just say shout out to Rania for having the first black girl K-pop idol. True. You're doing great things over there. But anyways, um... Oh, wait. Oh, I remembered that what's called when Secret, like, because Secret was known for like their more like girl crush type, you know, like more strong women. And then when they started going the cutesy route, I believe there was a member, I could be wrong, there was a member who was like, I don't like this. I don't like doing this at all. That's Jay's a big mood. Jay's going to have a moment with the next song I'm going to say. So, stars, give it to me. <gasps> <laughs> There it is. Uh, reunion when? An actual reunion. Also, yeah. 2013 also marks when Sistar 19 came out. Wait, it was? Yeah, Sistar 19, 2013. God not around any longer. My boy came out in 2013. No, I thought my boy was earlier because I was still in high school when my boy came out. Mm-mm. Well, they it might have my boy may have come out earlier, but like gone not around any longer where they okay, actually the, made the their can- debut. Yeah, the yeah. comeback was like, oh shit! I still yeah. want my hands on that album. I can't find it. I'm not sure you will at this point. I don't think you will, <laughs> unless you like go to Korea unless and find Robin, a really like, obscure store with. Yeah, really I find things. random shit. I found an old ass Infinite album. I found a lot of old BAP albums. I'm not even lying. I have, you know, I what? bought three. I bought you three know, old BAP albums. Speaking of BAP, I'm actually fully complete. Nice. I have everything now. So, um, there's like these one-off albums that I'm like, I want to buy these. I I found two BAP albums. I found three one-on-one albums. Oh damn, you don't find. I those found anymore. Infinite. I found Infinite and Newest, obviously. Yeah, because. <laughs> Even though they hate each other, I still support them. <laughs> is there no Block B songs that are 10 years? Oh, no, no, no. Block B, Block, Block B's is a very good. Oh, God. Okay, I'm very, I was about to very say. good. Yeah. That, okay, that whole music video was a trip, though, the first time you watch it. Yes. Right? Especially if you like, don't like clowns. Oh, yeah. I hated that shit. I was like, <laughs> why the clowns? Why? Why are they doing, like, a weird Dark Knight concept? <laughs> right? Well, that was... Wasn't that like the pop? That was like around the popular time that movie came out. So. Yeah, I think so. You know, he Zico's hair Joker. was ridiculous. He just looked so dumb. I'm sorry. I'm With sorry, Zico. I love you, but you just look so dumb. <laughs> With the horns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> His hair was like bleached white. It was like a. You're like ooh. <laughs> that was a style choice. It wasn't a good one, but it was one. <laughs> oh. Tops Doom Dada is 10. Oh my god. Oh my god. Both of oh my god. Unlocked a memory. <laughs> that listen, that music video also was like a trip to watch. Yeah, that's when I realized how fucking weird Top was as like I a have person. another one. 
have another one under the same thing. G Dragon's Coupe d'Etat album is 10. This is my Coupe d'Etat. But oh gosh, you remember Oh Dark Big Bang. But you know what though? Like going back to it, Top's Doom Dada was like, it still hits. It hits so hard. It's such a good song. Dude, when he performed that live, I lost my fucking mind. Right? Because he goes into an even deeper register. So, and he, it's also raspy when he performs it live. And you're like, <gasps> you're like, damn. You know, another group that's not around anymore that turns 10 this year? Top Dog. Oh, God. That's a name oh my I've God. never heard in a Wait. while. No, because Top Dog rebranded and lost some members. And then I don't know what the fuck happened after that. Yeah, their uh, their song uh, "Follow Me" is ten this year. I never really got into them. I Me neither. Them. Except I really liked um, Sangu. Was Sangu his oh, name? Oh, Troublemaker now oh. is ten. Oh, rip! Tell me now, now, now. The legends they ruined. They they destroyed the stage. Cultural reset for reals. R- remember what everybody was like. Oh shit! What kind of scandalo thing are they going to do on stage this time? <gasps> okay, you know I gotta say this because of our friend. You kisses she's mine is ten this year. You know what? They're also making a comeback. Yeah, I feel like I that, saw a rumor that they were well, having like, a comeback. Too. Yes, but that also unlocked a memory <laughs> for me <laughs> because I remember. So if you don't know, back in like 2015, I was on this thing called. ASC after show where like you would go like online and you would showcase your talents to try to win like a free thing for your favorite idol and I danced you kisses she's mine in front of Kevin Wu 15 and and Eric Nam do I regret my decisions I'm so fucking lootly I was gonna say I don't think I could survive that like you're stronger than me (laughs) I remember trying to apply for that Really? I'm fucking video. I'm gonna find the video and I'm gonna put it in here. The best fucking part is while I'm getting ready to dance, my mom is fucking <laughs> gliding. Wait, how old were you when you did this? That's like 15, 16. Okay. <laughs> if you if you don't know, I've seen Robin grow up. That's so oh my god. I I remember <gasps> I remember that show. That's when, like, they would have the I audience have in the background, right, with the idols. Yes. Oh my they, we're still I have doing to find that. it now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I After School Club is what it was called, right? Yes. And it's still around until this day. Is they it really? New hosts. Yeah, yes. they have new hosts, but uh, uh, ASC is still around. I was saying, I saw Robin grow up. So, yeah, I remember her doing stuff like this. <laughs> um... Where is it? I would be so upset if there was like video evidence of me at 15 being 15. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> because like I I hate 15 year old me. Did well, you see my face? Wait, was it with in front of Kevin or was it that guy from Lead Apple? I cannot remember. I just remember I That's danced in front name. of Eric. That was it. I know that Eric, Eric, Jamie, and Kevin were the the hosts for like a really long time, weren't they? Before they started cycling out. Yes. Hide from Vix is ten. On and on from Vix is ten. What, what year did Vix stay? Voodoo doll is Voodoo ten. Doll. We Voodoo did, doll is ten. 
You know, it's funny that you're mentioning Voodoo Doll because the the re- most recent episode that came out for the podcast talks about Voodoo Doll. Voodoo Doll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that was also a cultural reset. Yeah. And now they are down to four. Yeah, rip. Are we Fucking Robbie. Why the fuck did he do what he did? <laughs> he fucked it up for all of us, dude. We could have had everything and he just had to... Now there's no deep voice member and he just group. had to dodge the fucking military. God, Avi. He literally wanted to dodge the bullet. <laughs> what bullet? There's no one fighting in the Korean military. You sit at Let the TMZ. Let me make a joke. Okay, fine. I just have a lot to say about it because I, I don't know why they have the mandatory service. I and they know don't do you. <gasps> Jay. Add toy by 2 p.m. is time. Oh, <gasps> Not a yeah. the booty one with the chairs the really the really provocative one right oh my god that song that song is so intense like the whole time what's your name by four minutes 10 (laughs) what do you have that's 10 i know you have something where is it? Oh, a uh, bad or like want you back by one hundred percent is ten. That's a that name. was a cultural reset, if I must say so myself. Okay, hundred percent still not together anymore, right? They no, it. they they disbanded before the COVID hit. I was like, yeah. what happened to them? Brings back a wave of memories. I'm so mad. I remember a lot of that damn memory from you, kiss about she's mine. Oh my god. I'm going to tell our friend about that. <laughs> Had a breakdown. <laughs> um, I completely forgot about that. And I think it's, it's either this episode or the next one. Oh, gosh. It's just, it's wild to think that, like, you know, these songs that are so, like, I still say second gen is the golden era of K-pop. Like, we're get like, that was solid bangers. The fashion wasn't entirely there yet <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i don't know if you can say golden era with the fashion not the fashion however the music wise and then do you remember even even 10 years ago you know that <laughs> they were either stuck in box sets right and they reuse different props and you can find them within music videos it's like hey i recognize that and you can find them in like four or five music videos that were in that same year and like hey uh, it's making its way and traveling around oh to be around during that time again bring me back not to like my former self but bring me back to music like that yes. I feel like the, the it was like a good time because there were like a lot of groups but not too many mm-hmm. now there's too many yeah so and I think also 10 years ago that's where you got the chance to really see these idols interact with each other you know, before it started closing off, like, hey, we're separating the boys and the girls. You know, this is where we got to really see them, like, be, uh, like Running Man, right? Running Man had those specials where they brought idol groups and then they mix them together, and it's just like, we're never gonna get anything like that anymore. Too bad. Such a fun time. I just went to look this up because I was like, I know there's a girl's generation song that's 10 years old. Guess one which guess which one it is. Is it Mr. Mr.? No. Before no? Mm-mm. Is it oh? No, it's I got a boy. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah, it is I got a boy. 
Oh crap, that's right. Oh man. I just remember after that Vizca video, the, the trend for those sneaker wedges were amplified because of them in K-pop and having streetwear and the uh, snapbacks. God, the snapback era. Oh my God, there was a lot of snapbacks. I remember that <laughs> in that music video specifically. <sighs> oh my God. And then, um, thank God we got over the colored pants era. <laughs> I remember I owned a pair of like bright red jeans. See, I feel like today you could still technically get away with wearing red pants nicely. <laughs> but like all these other colors, don't know about. Remember when acid wash colored yes. jeans were a thing? It was the scene kids that made this when people wore like highlighter color pants and shit. Scene right. Kids. And it's just like, it's funny. It's like it was the scene and emo kids that were doing these and are just like, huh? <laughs> the one time that you bring color into your life <laughs> if we're good we can move on to the next topic which is concerts right robin yes me and roxy went to the same concert recently but robin got to go to a concert that well is it i guess it would be the same it's similar technically concert? the same concert but not because i'm pretty sure that they changed it's like the their set. final like their final before the end. Roxy, are you ready for the next tour? Because that's gonna happen. No, I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm not financially recovered from all of the fucking emergencies in my life, so I'm not prepared for. Well, uh, prepare Roxy, unfortunately, because they've already started hinting at new dates, or at least locations. They better make one of those locations Washington D.C. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but. Robin got to go to an 80s concert. And this is your first time going to an 80s concert, right? Other than seeing them at KCON, yes. How did you like it? Or how did you <laughs> feel about I mean, I know you're not the biggest 80s fan. Well, like, so, like, the timing just was horrible, honestly, because mm -hmm. it was around the time that Moonbin passed away. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, Moonbin is my second ultimate bias after Jin Young. And so I was not happy, also mainly because the stadium where the concert was held was where I was supposed to see him and Sanha later in like July. Um so I already was just like was not in a good mood, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, but <laughs> I thought like i was like expecting to see a lot of korean fans there no i think i saw more foreign fans there than i saw korean um it was it was really interesting because i was like okay and then i had the experience of like the girls behind me where they were like really mad because they weren't speaking english and i was like we're in korea of course they're gonna speak korean but yeah mm -hmm. other than that like it was it was they were good like ats they're really good at performing but i just <laughs> my favorite members don't home and my favorite thing is that he always looks so mad when he <laughs> he's concentrating okay he yeah. has to carry the vocal line he always he like i feel like he has a permanent like he's always like that <laughs> you know he's but working. i love him <laughs> so mad like every time he sings he always looks so mad when he sings and i think it's the cutest thing in the whole world it is cute it's just like he's I'm so curious. 
um it was also like the encore so like typically whenever like artists have like a tour they start in seoul and then they have an encore that ends in seoul and so that's what ats was it was to end the whole world tour um so they did songs that um they didn't do anywhere else i was really sad because i wanted them to do dancing like butterfly wings because that's a mm. song i know really well and apparently they had performed it in japan so they did not perform it they performed and it in japan because like, that wasn't on the set list in america this time yeah they p- apparently performed it in japan because that's what they said that they performed it in japan and so i was like <laughs> but um uh yeah i i don't know many iot songs so i just felt like uh, like for a while i was just like watching tv <laughs> i just didn't know like any of the like yeah any of their sidetracks you know um mm-hmm. and then i remember when they um performed what is it wonderland oh, wonderland song. live is amazing just it is amazing way. um i was like oh. and um i got bias rack out my ass by Wu young it happens welcome Look. to the club <laughs> <laughs> ATs is is one where you can't have just one bias. Yeah. It doesn't work because like I swear to God, I was like the strongest Hong Jung bias in the world, and that is not true anymore. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and like I see Yunho and I forget my name. We, like so, like my friends, we bought one of our coworkers who's like only like really into like Stray Kids and BTS. We took her with us. She didn't know anything about ATs. And she was so whipped for Mingi. He does like, that though. Whipped like, for Mingi. Yeah. And now she got really into them and she loves your song. Yeah. And I'm like, girl. And <laughs> I remember looking at my friend who does like Hongjun. And I went, go get him, please. He's being rude. He's being mean. And she was like, girl, tell Jong Ho to fix his face. <laughs> That's rude. <laughs> that's your picture there's nothing wrong with his face thank you yes there's nothing wrong it's cute have you but heard he looks singing? so angry. yeah i would be so angry, angry too it's like my favorite thing like i will go back and randomly rewatch like some of the videos i took from it because they did not also like typically in korea you cannot record concerts like they are very like typically very like i've this is my fourth concert i've been to in korea the other three have been very tiny um this one was like the big on the bigger scale for me and they did not care if you recorded the whole concert they did not care um awesome. and i think it's because it was at the jemmy show station or jemmy stadium um mm-hmm. so but yeah like i remember we looking at my video <laughs> i literally hear me go why does he look so mad <laughs> i'm like robin shut up like why do you say this shit no it's really cute i think it's really cute it's endearing yes he's like i'm angie i also love how he is always the most dressed (laughs) in every every outfit dude no it's not okay i'm I'm gonna be honest the fucking designers or like the costume whoever did costumes for that tour for that encore did a shit job with jungho they did a shit job with him because like all the other members looked great and then jong ho just had baggy ass shit i was like i'm sorry what like i will never forget what woo young was wearing and i was whipped for woo young at that moment on wait is that the one when like his shirt came off and he like had titties out was that in seoul that did not remember where that happened 
that did not happen here okay no he comes out in a very low v-neck like long sleeve like you know like what is it called like sequin shit and i was like and the way they styled his hair he had a little scarf that he like and i was like i was whipped i was whipped at that moment for that man and like all the other members looked great and then just looking at jong ho it was like like what happened here well it i looked, mean it, it, like, it literally looked like a four-year-old style jong ho jong ho doesn't like to do the sexy stuff so i feel like yeah yeah, yeah which is understandable but i feel like sometimes because they like updo the sexy on the other members they like forget to do it okay on him if that makes yeah. sense to like make his what like, they were like tasteful there, you know what yes I mean? there's ways to make it like tailored to him him keeping it still you know if he wants to be you know more covered up sure but you can go you know like at least give him some form to his body i shit yeah. you not he looked like a log they do that to yunho sometimes too because he's tall the they log. give him like the giant like coat yes that makes, that's you know, exactly what they did to jung ho i was yeah. like why and i saw them on day one i believe so i saw them on day one uh because it was a two-day encore Mm -hmm. and like i was just like why like why would you do that to him but like ats they are very like very hardcore dancers i feel like they're still trying to get used to how to interact with fans during their side tracks that aren't dance songs you know what i mean because like they're like they looked very awkward during those songs where they were trying to interact with fans um that weren't dance songs like if you give them a dance track they're on it but like when it comes to like the songs that are not dance focused and like they're interacting with fans it looks really awkward so i think they're still trying to find that fine line of how to interact with fans um plus you could tell that they were tired yeah, I can imagine. I feel like so. they've been nonstop touring for like two years or since whenever tours happen. Yeah. So. I'm glad that at least you were able to go to an 80s concert and experience. I wonder, oh, to experience it in, you know, in Korea is obviously different than experiencing it here in America, you know? So it's just like, oh, I wonder what, I didn't watch anything from that. But I mean, who knows what this next tour and comeback's going to bring? I know Roxy's not ready, so. <laughs> They put Hong Jung in full yeehaw for the for the I, trailer. I've been avoiding spoilers. Oh, I'm sorry. He's in full yeehaw costume, dude. They showed the trailer. Oh, I remember them showing the trailer like before the concert started. And everyone was like, what the fuck is this? And then they come out, they perform. And they're like, oh, did you like our trailer? That's our trailer for our comeback. And everyone was like, what? <laughs> it was really funny. Because we all just thought it was a regular VCR for the concert. Yeah. They're, just- yeah. they're like, why are they really Western? <laughs> It was really funny. No, I remember them. I remember the, I say I remember seeing that full cow, cowboy hat on that man, and I went, "No, <laughs> I left Texas for a reason. I didn't come to Korea to see it here." I wonder how how it's gonna like translate to like the actual comeback because they all of the their the uh, comeback trailers are their parent twos, right? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Yunho was a, a a mechanic man, and that was a huge problem for me. Um, but like, I just don't know how they're gonna incorporate all that together. Look at Jay, look at Jay. Yeah, he and John were curious. like mechanics, and he has like a little like oil thing on his face. That was like, oh no, he's he looks like a man. He's doing man stuff. 
Hold on. I'm a huge problem. I'm a huge problem for me. Where are these comebacks? Way bigger of a problem than Yeehaw Hongjoon. I can't say I was really into that. So <laughs> Mingi was the other one. I don't did he have a cowboy hat? I don't remember if Mingi had the cowboy hat. I can't remember. Too, but... Also, fun fact about Korea that that is interesting. In Korea, they actually do not dress up for concerts. They will go in sweats. They do not care. I mean, I feel like the the dressing up in concerts thing is very, very recent. Very American. Yeah. Very but very recent. Very recent. Yeah. It's like it was really weird, like seeing like all these girls like with their hair in rollers and in sweatpants and like a full tracksuit, and then you, you know, you, it was so funny because you could tell who the foreigners were versus who the Koreans were. You know what? Foreign, I think the foreigners were the ones that dressed up. The Koreans I were think, the ones that wore sweatpants. <laughs> I think that's because the Korean fans don't have like Delulu in them at all, so they don't care what they look like. Well, well they do just. Just not a like of a maybe in a different way you know what i mean anyway uh do we want to hop into our concert i have oh, breaks. i want to <laughs> hear about august d concert wise such a great concert okay but do you know what my okay. favorite thing was is when he came out for for the um what's the word oh my god encore that why couldn't i even think of that when he came out for the encore right he did the songs and then when he was done he just walked out yep he just he Perfect. just fucking he just like walked straight That's out and ended it was so quintessentially yugi that i was yeah. just i loved it and everybody's like what that's it i was like yes yes that's my man he just said he just said i'm he's out he's out like concert wise one of the greatest concerts i've ever been to conceptually from its story to the actual stages itself they're like so good so so good now me and roxy have gripes into the lead up <laughs> to this concert waiting wise waiting what? wise waiting wise oh we have oh to deal with okay you bitches that buy everything at the merch booth are damn the- the death of me. Why? Okay, they should really limit how much people can really. Buy, okay, honestly, I we decided to sit in the merch line because one we I couldn't get into the uh, hotel until three anyway, and we were there at nine thirty. Okay, merch open at ten. The merch line wrapped around the block into the Prudential Center parking lot, so this was probably probably a mile oh, that went around from one side of Prudential all the way around the whole block like this. By the time we got there, I was in line for six hours. And by the time I got in there, everything was sold out except for the t-shirts and the light sticks. Which t-shirts? Was it the white ones? No, they still had, I got the the black one with his face on it. Oh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Let me tell you my story. And, oh, Roxy didn't even mention it was raining for her. Yes, it was pouring rain the whole time. Yeah, and it the was like fifty time. degrees outside. It's okay. It was raining for eighties too. Yeah, yeah. But were you outside for six hours in it? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like Connie and I had ponchos on and umbrellas, and it got to the point where your umbrella didn't even stop the water because it was so wet. I was outside for yeah. maybe an hour. Yeah. 
So and then I was like so pissed off because I wanted ICJ, you have the the pick of him behind you. I wanted that. This is the gone. only thing I could get. Oh my god. And like everybody wanted the they had the tour exclusive guitar picks. That sold out in 10 minutes. Because what the fuck? Yeah. because and I'm I I can I I'm, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. You would think okay have a lot of stock this is one of my biggest gripes aside from people buying in bulk they did not have enough stock oakland for the day one i heard only got 10 guitar picks yeah and they it was like completely unorganized too okay because i didn't i was gonna buy a light stick but i couldn't because when i finally got to the merch booth and it was one a singular one run by three people that's why it took six fucking hours they were like, oh, uh, we do have more light sticks. Someone went to get a box and they'll be back in like 15 minutes. So and you're like, not going to wait another 15 I'm minutes. I'm not going to sit there and wait 15 minutes. And then I was That's like, okay, enough. I'll just get a light stick once I get inside. And then the lines inside in the concert. Are just really long too. Like we had to get out of line because the concert was starting. And I was like, I'm not going to miss this for a stupid light stick. Let's go. Yeah. And so like- my my version of waiting in line so we got in i did day one la so this was day one la was a wednesday yes it was a wednesday for us me and my best friend and we went we knew merch was gonna be crazy we knew i was in line at four o'clock in the morning I was number 205 because they were numbering us. I was there from basically 4 a.m. Thankfully, the line moved pretty quick because, and the only reason why it moved quick was because people were getting out of line because the things that they wanted were sold out early. And, um, And so, like, actually, I did not get this here. I got this on Weavers. I did too. Um, I did. I went to buy it. It says it's not getting to me until August. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So like I waited there, right? And it's cold. I'm also in a not so great area of LA on the street, but they ended up moving it, it like where you can like stand or sit in the parking lot. But still, it was just like, Robin was there when we did PTD in LA because she went the same day as I did. Oh, she yeah. Knew I'm on how both long days. I, uh, she knew how long I waited for on day one. Yeah. I waited seven hours in line. At least there was still merch available. So here comes when I did this, you know, we're just like, never again, don't want to experience what, you oh, know, no. PTD LA was. No, that's why we decided let's just get there early and we still got there early again i'm number 205 i think the at that morning by the time all of the line came up i think there were about like six to eight hundred people in line for merch and i got up there pretty quickly like actually merged open at 10 i think i was already up there by like almost 11 11 15 which is like oh why is it moving so fast why just turns out this hoodie was sold out the picks were out the 
the pickets, like the, the fans were out, the premium photos were out. Almost everything was sold out except for the shirts. So I was like, fuck it. This is the only thing I can get. I'm just going to get the shirt then. And all the sizes that were left were all the bigger sizes. Yeah. And that's I'm the only like, reason like I was okay is because I don't wear a medium. So like, yeah. that's what yeah. goes first. But I don't understand why they didn't have more stock of anything. Of anything. Which like, is mind-blowing to think. And the merch, like the lot, the action, because like, I feel like they had figured out how to make bigger merch lines for BTS, right? Because they had multiple places or just like it was worked by like 15 people in the back. Why were there only like three taking their sweet ass time on everything? Yeah. At least in Newark. Like it was, and you know, it gets to a point where it's a sunk cost fallacy. So you're like, I've been in line for three hours. Why would I give up now? <laughs> like, yeah. And yeah, the next exactly. thing you know, it's been six and you're like, what the fuck? Like, mm. and, and it's just like, I understand that they have pre-sale days, but did you give everything away during your pre-sale days and that you left nothing for the rest of the, you know? And I I was just following, like, accounts of people like, oh, yeah, merch opened up within the last two hours. By, like, if it's 10 o'clock, by, like, 2 p.m., everything was mostly sold out, and now you had to try to go inside the venue. And even then, that wasn't guaranteed. Um, I got very lucky. I was able to find a merge line in line um, where I could get the lucky draws. But this, I I knew somebody who was there early and they're like, I can get them. I just paid them and we met up. But I'm just like, it, it's so crazy to think that, you know, you know that your artist is a BTS member, first of all. You know that shit is going to sell out. Why don't you just have an abundance of stock? That's what I'm saying. Right? And now these guitar picks, like, because there's so limited, people are reselling them for, like, $500 when the original yeah. cost was, like, $25. Yeah. And that's the other thing is that, like, people buy a shitload of it just to make money off of it, which is really shitty. But, like... Like, please just put a limit on... Like, you know, I understand for, like, the picks one only if you're gonna buy like these like these types of things like the clothing maybe limit to two that's it limit the lucky draws to maybe not five maybe also two how about that you know and so 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 dumb in terms of like that and you know to be quite honest I was very like we were upset you know, that was like, how is it that we lined up early, but we could not get what we wanted still? Yeah, and it really kind of sours the experience, I think. Mm -hmm. Because like, even for 80s, we were in the merch line for like two hours and they were sold out of stuff, but not that bad. Like you could still find something. Yeah, something that you wanted to begin with. Like obviously the pickets, people buy that shit immediately. Right. But like- I don't know. It just feels like it just sours the experience. And like, I just don't understand why they can't have more. Like, when like, you know how many tickets sold for something. Right. And you know that people will buy shit. So it's like, you're losing out on even more money for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather they have more shit than resell people resell it for much higher prices. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like, 
And I now, if you didn't notice, like it's happening to TXT too, where they have US exclusive only merch. Mm-hmm. Right. And so now it becomes, oh, you can only buy this at the US tours. If you're not, you know, so now there's people it's like, I'm going to try and get a group order. And technically on these pre-sale days, you don't have to have a ticket to join, you know? And so it's just like, how is this fair for merch? How? Like, I get it, have a US exclusive stuff, but have also an abundance of that too. Because like, I feel like I've seen it for different artists, um, at least Live Nation, what they would do is like, oh you can still buy their merch after the tour, you know? I mean, first come, first serve still. If things sell out, it's sold out. But, like, you can at least still have the option to, like, oh, I missed buying that particular thing. Oh, wait, Live Nation's selling them after the fact? Okay, I'm going to buy it. You can do that, too. And you're still making money. Why? (laughs) Why? That is my biggest gripe when it came to this tour. And I'm like, I hope like really learn from this experience because a lot of people walked away very upset it's just not only yeah. me yeah a lot of fans walked away upset they're like I really wanted this you know and now you have people like you know because I didn't get this I'm gonna make you know make it for myself you know they're DIYing their own particular merch for themselves and I'm just like I don't blame you and then even then this was fucking expensive this is 120 dollars yeah, that's why I didn't buy it. <laughs> I'm just like... Because they upcharge the shit out of everything, too, so... Hell yeah. Like, especially in California, you have California tax. So That's why California's mm, stupid, yeah. sorry. That's why California is stupid. California's the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sorry you live there. <laughs> yeah, sucks. When it comes to your taxes, like that. So it's just like... Great, thanks. Thanks. But otherwise, again concert wise so cool like where do you even see a concert where the stage literally goes away piece by piece yeah and I, what i found interesting about it is he didn't dance at all there was no choreography um, there's a little bit but not a lot not really i mean like compared to like what you would expect yeah. from like a bts show there he didn't dance right. um which like i would sort of expect but at the same time i was a little bit surprised not in a bad way just like yeah because i, I know like- he's by the end of it he's floor level with everybody else i just liked how he would go play his piano he play his guitar and you knew he was drunk as hell because he's drinking <laughs> the whole entire time um you know like he looked like he was having so much fun and that's what you wanted and um and just hearing the crowd just like go so hard with him was so nice. I'm very bitter that, you know, we didn't get Halsey or Max. I wasn't even there for those days um, when they featured, but I'm just like, oh, I wish. I, I definitely walked away from that concert sad that I, I wasn't going to another day. Yeah, I was sad that we only got one day, but um, I will tell you, I cried like a fucking baby. Me too. Like, a Aww. lot of that concert. And like when he did snooze, I thought I was gonna die. Like mm-hmm. I was like, Connie had tissues in her bag and she just kept handing them to me because I was I'm dead. <laughs> what I, I would pay so much money just to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I told her before the concert, I was like, okay, look, 
he's my ultimate bias and his music is like you know I connect so much with his music on a way that I've never connected with anything so I am going to be a mess mess yes I guarantee you so like when he's uh when he did the part of snooze where he's just repeating like it's okay like everything's okay and then he does the the um riff from uh so far away Mm -hmm. I was like bawling at that point because you know I've been going through a lot and like a a lot of his music it it, like it it sounds it sounds like it (laughs) sounds generic but like the stages of my life have lined up with like the music that he releases so like the first August D is so like angry and like intense and then like this most recent one has been a lot more uplifting and sort of like calmer I don't really know how to explain it mature it is like mature so I've just felt very like I feel like he his words his music like digs into the deepest part of like my emotions and my heart and like brings it out so that I can like cope with it Mm -hmm. so like when he did snooze when he did people I was like weeping um the fact that he did never mind in the chorus I was not prepared for that and I was like I couldn't believe that he did that song I was like Mm -hmm. I was I have felt so many things I've never Mm -hmm. felt before (laughs) yeah I you know like it it really hasn't hit me still that I was like, wait, I saw him live. This happened. But and and you you probably kind of you you both could see this coming of where I probably cried. But it wasn't necessarily because it was him, per se. Um first of all, hearing people part two live was so n- nice to hear because everybody's singing it. I got emotional because as the IU stan, this is the closest thing I'm ever going to get to hearing her in a big venue. And I got so emotional because I can hear her voice. I can hear fans singing along with her that I'm like, wait, I wasn't prepared for this. I forgot like, oh shit, like that's right the song has her in it and I'm like I I want to thank Yoongi in a way because this is the closest that I'm gonna ever get unless I get my ass over to Korea and see her live like this is the closest thing I will get to and I just started weeping and I'm like oh my god I'm hearing them both in one <laughs> you know in one sitting this is what is what is my life right now you know like my ultimate female bias on a track with a member who I really, really came to love. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, this is real. And then I was after that, no, pull your shit together. Pull your shit together. You got to get through the rest of this concert unemotional. And then all of a sudden we get the ciphers and we get, uh, and we get dang. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, I can't believe he did dang. I was like, I was like, this is something we'll never get at a BTS concert. No, because they, they're not going to perform those anymore. Yeah. So that was it would it went like he started hard, right? Okay. Yeah. So he opened with all of the hard songs. So you could go like fucking bananas and then he went into the softer stuff that made you cry and then he went really hard again. <laughs> like the fact that also he ended with the last like 
destroyed me also because that song even now when I listen to it I start crying like yeah I let out like 30 years of emotion into that concert into that like two hour period (laughs) to be fair you know valid it was like it was like dead ass catharsis in a way that I don't think anybody else or any other thing could have like brought out of me and then like you know people next to you were like what the fuck is The only thing I was disappointed in is that there's not enough people around me headbanging. Oh, I know. Like, because when they, he was doing, like, De Chitoua and yeah. uh, Hagem and August D, like, Connie and I are bouncing around and the person next to me is standing still. Like, I'm like, girl, come on. <laughs> like, like I, I'm, I, I was very glad that I wasn't holding my light stick because I probably would have let that shit go. <laughs> I know. I, like, I was, like, going to buy a new one, right? So I didn't have one for the show since I couldn't get to it so I was just I was flailing the only thing is like we had to buy uh nosebleeds because I wasn't gonna pay over $500 for a ticket yeah so it was kind of hard to see him sometimes but like I would rather have been there than not so yeah at least you're there you know that's what matters but yeah I was just like oh more headbanging why didn't we get that I was waiting for the meme where everybody's like this (laughs) like you know (laughs) I was waiting for it but no not a lot of people were like that but I'm like when I bought tickets I actually had the opportunity to buy floor tickets but I'm kind of glad I didn't because yeah. it looked like it was packed sardines down there. I'm like, it did. No, they said at least day one estimated was about 3000 people on the floor. Blech. No, too old for and, that. I don't have time for that. And it's all standing room. Yeah. It's all standing room. There's no seat. So it's just like, Ooh, no, I'm very glad I'm not in that. But overall, very fun concert. Good times. I don't know if we'll ever get a tour like this. I hope he does. I just think, I think it's amazing that he could, you know, put on a solo tour like that. Yeah. And he's still not done. Yeah. He only still hasn't hit Korea. He hits Korea in July. Yeah. Yeah. Half of the tour is only finished, so. I feel like he's probably going to enlist after this tour, so. Oh, yeah. Sad. For sure. Um, For sure. For sure. But. But, yeah. I I thought I I wish it was like another two day one where I could have gone to see it twice so I could like really like immerse yourself in what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just got so I was just so in my feelings in a way that I never have been, and like I knew it was gonna happen, but it was still like. <laughs> yeah, my only thing is I hope nobody got their eyebrows singed off because of all that. <laughs> There was a lot of fire. fire. There was a lot, of, a fire. lot of fire. I was like, oh, I do not want to be near that. Oh, or my other thing is like, it must be hot down there. It's already packed. It must be even hotter down hotter, there. Hotter. Yeah. Because yeah. of all of that. Yeah. Like, mm. I was I was gonna say, like you saying that and then like Roxy saying that she like had all of her feelings like be let out. It kind of reminds me of when I first got to Korea. Like I shit you not three days after I got here to Korea, I went to two concerts. <laughs> um which were both for Neil of Teen Top, but one of those concerts, Teen Top came and performed a song, and it was the weirdest fucking thing for me. I was like, I'm I'm in Korea, watching Teen Top, huh? And like, it was so funny because the girl next to me was like, "Why are you not doing anything? Like, why are you not like ha- like?" and i'm like because i'm confused <laughs> like mm-hmm. i'm confused on why i'm here and then i cried yeah so i feel man 
lots more fun. We're halfway through the year, almost. There's still more concerts to be done. I my next one is Jungkook. Yes, oh. he's dead. Uh, I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm gonna die because I'm, I'm gonna meet him. I don't think you ever thought this was gonna happen. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you just saw I... how she texted me when she got the ticket. <laughs> like, I, like I hope. Like this was like something. It would be a dream, but did not actually think it would happen. And now it's happening, and I'm like, well, fuck. You know, I think I, I kind of go. feel that way about Suga's solo tour. Yeah. Because it's, like, not something I would have been able to conceptualize. Yeah. Not long ago, so I get that. So I'm just like, I can't wait to hold my BAP light stick one more time. Gotta she replace the to... batteries on that. I know they're dead. I... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um... She also just has to prepare herself, like, emotionally, because she's actually meeting him. Yes. Um... He... The day when we record, I've, I've, I've just let me get on my soapbox just a little bit, okay? So I was just like, oh, please let me talk about how this tour was. Because the fact that we're having selfies, sorry, <laughs> as a meet and greet opportunity for him. And honestly, really, technically, affordable concert. He, yeah, I'm sure compared to most. <laughs> like he made, like, you have to buy the VIP experience separately. But overall, tickets, baseline, 35 bucks. Where do you get concerts that cheap? And granted, yes, it's, well, except for you. Robin, you don't count. She means in you America. <laughs> in America. <laughs> well, Robin, you asked. You didn't, you didn't give, like, a, like that, you didn't give a cutoff. Like, you True. asked. I answered. True. <laughs> but, like, where do you find k-pop and i mean yes it's a smaller tour but where do you find concert tickets that cheap in america and then even then for the you know the meet and greet experience that you're getting it's only a hundred bucks dude you saying this pisses me off because of how much they overcharge for mark i mean see this is this reminds me of like what life was like in like 2016 when you were buying concert tickets you know granted they weren't like 35 dollars but they were not yeah. two hundred dollars so yeah like imagine you could basically buy like even just the high touch back then for like less than a hundred dollars dude you it's just you saying how cheap Yongook's store is it just pisses me off because of how much marks was and this i didn't expensive. go and i still didn't go this was expensive was, it was really expensive i was like i'm not yeah i saw people complaining about how expensive it was actually because it was $450 not including tax to meet the dude. You're no, there's only one person in this whole world I'm gonna spend $450, if not more, to meet. And we all know that's fucking Park Jin Young of Gossip, dude. Okay, yeah, I'm not gonna spend $450 to meet Mark. I'm sorry, I love you, Mark, with all my heart and more, but like, no, for me, I was already prepared. I was like, okay, how much damage to my wallet am I going to have to deal with buying meet and greet tickets for Yongook? And then I saw the price and I was like, done. Okay. <laughs> okay. No hesitation. We'll do that. Fine. I mean, the I guess the only downside is that, you know, there's no early entry. There's no like kind of stuff like that. It's just the baseline, you know. So I might have to camp a little bit. But 
I will record it for you all somehow, some way. And or mm-hmm. you're, you're, I, I will try to record or ask my best friend. Can if you see me crying, just get it on film because I want to see how much of a mess I'm going to be. Please <laughs> and send it to me, please. Hey, Robin, here for you to include it to the <laughs> podcast. I just want, I, no, I want to keep it for myself. <laughs> oh gosh. So yes. I, mean, I already have Ashley ugly crying because of Yoongi and now I need you because of Yoongkook. <laughs> I'm going to die. Now, y'all make sure to check in on me like maybe two days after. Give me like two days. <laughs> if I don't respond in two, day, two days, uh-oh, <laughs> trouble. She's not answering. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. I think we're good to wrap up for today. We had a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Any final thoughts? Mm, My only final thought would be stop buying shit in bulk at these concerts. Yeah, don't be a douchebag. Stop it. And companies listening out there, limit your shit with how many people can buy stuff. Please. I just realized I'm yelling really loud and my window's open and my neighbors can probably hear me. Um, they need the message but yeah I'm just like stop please stop other than that I hope you guys go to your concerts whichever concerts that you're wanting to go to and I hope you have a fun time just be safe yeah my last words is can Jackson and Mark come do a tour in Seoul thank you oh good point I'm so mad that Jackson's touring in the states while I'm fucking here (laughs) Well, he finishes the U.S. leg, so... I know, but, like, still, like, he says that he's doing an Asian tour. Does that include Seoul? Mark is also doing an Asia tour. Does that include Seoul? He's in, like, Thailand right now or something. He's Yeah, he's in Thailand right now. Jackson's in South America. Just do it. Just do it. I will I will drop my whole paycheck on both of you easily. <laughs> Just right? please. Right? Any last words for you, Roxy? No. I got too <laughs> emotionally open, so I'm tired of talking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So um, don't forget to uh, like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I don't know how else to preface that. Yeah. It just, just would be really great. Yeah. Share our stuff, please. Yes. And hit that bell for notifications for whenever we upload. Yes, indeed. Do that. All right, so this has been the Craze Cast, and we'll see you all next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.